just look at the cross if you can, take in the words, but you are wonderful. You are wonderful. Let's just, let's just, if you feel comfortable, you could just raise your hands and, and, and think about all of the things that God has given you. Um, just maybe it's a roof over your head, the food, you could just put your hands here. This is the, uh, this is, this is the safe one. This is the uh, one that the UCLA fans were doing yesterday. You don't have to do anything, just maybe a little bit. Um, just think about all that God has given you um, in terms of this wonderful family, this wonderful community. And listening to that song, just that little piece, you're wonderful again, please. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Oh, God. There is no one more beautiful. You are beautiful. God, you are the most beautiful. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. Oh, God, there is no one more wonderful. You are wonderful. God, you are the most wonderful. You are glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious. Oh, God, there is no one more glorious. You are glorious. God, you are the most glorious. Let's pray. Lord, you have something to say to us today. You want our hearts to be open and receiving your spirit. Uh, Your word has traveled across thousands of years so that we could hear it today. People have risked their lives. People have died so that that they could protect this word for us, the future generation. May we be thinking very seriously about how you want to rewire us today. And may we be open to the way in which you might do that. We pray this in Jesus' name. All God's people said, amen. Please be seated. Thank you. Today, we are finishing up the Rewired series. By the way, is that, is that, um, yeah, I was going to show a video. I'll I'll give them a chance, but hold on. Is that band amazing that we can just ask them to throw in an extra, extra chorus and they're just nailing it? If you don't know already, the name of the band here is called Virginia Road, and it's named after the street that this church is on. Um, Take a quick look at this video. What's up, guys? I'm Kyle from Give Back Films. Today we're in Salt Lake City. Uh, We've been a little more fortunate in our lives than some people have, so uh, today we're going to give $100 to homeless people. Hey, man. Hey, here's 100 bucks. Thank you, brother. No problem. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. You have a blessed day, my brother. You too. Have a good day. You have a good day as well. Thank you. No problem. I have to say thanks. I have to say thanks. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for this brother that's been able to bless us. And let every step that he walked be blessed. Him and his family in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You have a blessed day. What's your name? Evan. Evan? Kyle. Kyle. Nice to meet you, brother. Hey, man. Hey, here's a hundred bucks. Oh my God! Thank you very much. No problem. God bless. Hey, thank you. Here's a hundred bucks. Oh, thank you, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. God bless. You're welcome. God bless you. Hey. Yeah, you enjoy that. What's your name? Sabah. Sabah. I'm Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, nice to meet you. Hey, Kyle. Hey, thank you, brother. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Excuse me, man. 
Hey, here's a hundred dollars. Oh my god. Can I just give you a hug, sweetie? Oh my god, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, Jesus, mom, thank you so much. You are very welcome. Enjoy that. Bless you. Enjoy that. Oh, you just Is that your dog? Yes, sir. You know what? That you just helped me get everything I needed for him today. Because I'm going to be able to feed him and get yeah. him a treat. Yeah. And so a couple other things that that's he good. needs, and I ain't gonna lie, give me some food too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I'm, good. I'm more that's worried about my puppy dog than right. I am me. Right. I tell my friends all the time, you know, when Jesus comes down, right. I'll, I, I will for sure be on my hands and knees worshiping him. Right. But the first exactly. thing I'm gonna do is say, Lord Jesus, can I please have a hug? Yeah, exactly. Can you tell him thank you so much. <laughs> give him nothing, buddy. We are done, Tigo. We are done. We can get out the corner. <laughs> Let's go play at the park. I don't know there are two of you guys. Here. Oh, God bless you, brother. It's another hundred bucks. Man, no problem, man. Love you. Man, I and I got to give you a hug. Hey, man. Hey, here's a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm serious. Come here. You want a hug? This changed my life, man. Brother, thank you, brother. I'm glad. You go. Now I can go get, get some food. ID yeah, yeah. Everything, because all my clothes got stolen down there too. You got stolen? Oh so, yeah. All your clothes? No really? backpack, everything. Wow. All, everything. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey man. Hey, here's a hundred bucks. Are you serious? You and your brother. Yeah, he was telling me, telling me his backpack got stolen. Yeah, all our stuff yeah. got stolen, man. All my driver's license, notification, all that stuff. Yeah, that's terrible. And they laid off 11 guys from my job. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just bad luck, but this is definitely going to help us out. I'm glad. Yeah, have a good night. Thank you, brother. No problem. Yeah, thanks again, man. Hey, I gotta no give you another hug, man. Thanks, man. No Appreciate problem. it, man. Sorry, I might smell. You don't smell at all. <laughs> yeah, you get a coat now too. Yeah. This thing, the zipper's broken. It's, it's not even a real coat. Yeah. They're not very waterproof. Yeah. yeah. They're not soaked. very yeah. thick. So I was praying about it yesterday. That's it's like we just need a little someone to help us out a little bit. This happened. All my stuff crazy. stolen. Yeah, we'll get something warm. All right. Thank you, brother. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you. I love that woman who said, when Jesus comes, I'm going to be worshiping him and praising him, but I'm also going to ask for a hug. Today, we are finishing the Rewired series, and we have been asking for the past four weeks what way Jesus wants us to be rewired by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would be transformed in our life. And we've looked at a specific group of of sayings that Jesus, Jesus gave, and they were on the last week of his life the Monday and Tuesday of the last week of his life. And we've been asking ourselves, what way does Jesus want us to be transformed? What would it mean to live a transformed life? And it's not any coincidence that this series called Rewired ended right before Thanksgiving. So why do we need to be rewired before Thanksgiving? I don't know about you, but you're probably saying, I don't need to be rewired. I'm perfectly fine the way I am. But as I get into Thanksgiving, I realize that I have some rewiring I need to do. And I especially realized when I looked at these particular quotes from pe- different people online, uh, they kind of resonated with me and I knew there was a problem immediately. Maybe it might resonate with you as well. Check out this first one. Uh, the first one says, may the effects of tryptophan spare you from having to hear conversations about the effects of tryptophan. I, I kind of I resonate with that a little bit. This is another one. Um, the next one, 
Oh, yeah. The next one says, your tofurkey has brought shame to this family. And here's another one. Uh, This Thanksgiving, cherish the time spent with your family as a reminder of why you moved very far away. From your family, that is. And then I like this one. Sorry, my attempts to cook turducken resulted in food poisoning. And the last one, I really understand. Black Friday, because only in America people trample others for sales exactly one day after being thankful for what they already have. (laughs) It's kind of strange, isn't it? Uh, Let's listen to what Jesus has to say about becoming rewired and transforming our hearts. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was naked, you gave me some clothing. When I was sick, you took care of me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. And the righteous will say to him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you something to eat? And when was it that we saw you thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you? And when was it that we saw you naked And gave you clothing. And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And then he will say to them, truly I say to you, I tell you, just as you did it to the least of these who are are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those that is left, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. I was naked, and you did not give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord, and we all say, thanks be to God. Where do you think you would be? Do you think that if the end came today, you would be a sheep or would you be a goat? Do you think that Jesus would turn to you and say, come, you who are blessed by my father in heaven, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was naked, you gave me clothing. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you visited me. Or do you think that he would say to you, depart? You are cursed into the eternal fire. It's a good question. If Jesus was not trying to torment his audience, he wasn't trying to torture them and make them feel horrible about themselves. But what he was truly trying to do is to affect transformation 
in their lives. And we're looking at this scripture. It's the end of all of the other stories we've looked at. The, the parable of the, of the women with the lamps, the virgins with the lamps, the parable of the, of the men with the talents that have been given by God. Each one of these parables that Jesus is telling are designed to offer us an attempt to look at our lives with some serious self-reflection. To look at our lives and ask ourselves the question, if the end came today, is there anything spiritually about our lives that we would change? That we would say, I wish I had done this. Now, that's a good question. If your funeral was today, what would you think that people would say about you? Or what would you want them to say about you? And what would you want them to recognize about what you did in your life? That's a heavy question, I know. There's actually a famous story about a, a Swiss chemist. Um, and his name was Alfred Noble. And he woke up one morning and found his obituary in the local newspaper. And, yes, exactly. He was a little bit surprised. And this is what the obituary said. Alfred Noble, the inventor of dynamite, who died yesterday, devised a way for more people to be killed in war than ever before. And he died a very rich man. Actually, it was Alfred's older brother who had died. But this opportunity gave him a serious, a serious chance to reflect on his life. And he realized that he did not want to be known for for developing a means to kill people and for accumulating mass amounts of wealth as a result. So he created the Nobel Peace Prize. It was a prize that was awarded to scientists and writers who foster peace. And Nobel said this, every man ought to have the chance to correct his epitaph, to correct his obituary midstream and to write a new one. Few things will change us as much as looking at our life as though it were finished. Today, I would like to suggest that we have an opportunity to correct our epitaph, to change our obituary midstream. And we're calling this the Rewired Series. Through the words of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, with our, our, our hearts being open to the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we have an opportunity to affect serious transformation and to transform those goatish tendencies that we have into sheepish ones. One of my favorite scriptures or one of my favorite kind of factoids from the Bible is that Jesus had family members, siblings, and Jesus also had a mother. And Jesus's brother, does anyone know what one of Jesus's brother's names was? James, that's right. Jesus had a brother who was named James. Now, G James was the most skeptical of all of the people around Jesus at the time. He was, he was not quite sure that Jesus, he thought Jesus was insane, says this little graphic. But then after Jesus' resurrection, it appears there was a transformation in James's life. And he ended up becoming the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And I think about visiting James. There's even stories in scripture where Paul the apostle in Acts travels to Jerusalem and visits Peter. You remember Peter, the guy who jumps out of the boat and run, to, goes to the shore? And, or the guy that Jesus says, throw your net over the side, catch more fish. So Paul visits Peter and he also visits 
James, the brother of Jesus. And I love to think about what it would have been like to stay and visit with Jesus' little brother. Wouldn't you have loved to ask him questions like, what was it like to have Jesus as an older brother? And I also think, what would it have been like to have visited Mary, Jesus' mother? See, when Jesus died, Mary was taken in by John, one of the disciples. And she lived with him. And so you could have gone and visited John and, and sat at the dinner table with Mary and asked, what was it like to be the mother of Jesus? And in those situations, I think it would have felt like you were talking with royalty. Doesn't it seem like it would have been a very special experience? That you were talking to some very unique people in the course of history. Okay, so I almost got to speak to royalty. I debated about telling the story because it's slightly embarrassing. But I was in Washington, D.C. with a friend. And I, uh, I was having lunch and this guy walked in and this guy looked strangely familiar. We couldn't figure out who it was. And then we realized after a little bit of conversation that, yes, in fact, this was Roger Clinton. Do you know who Roger Clinton is? You can guess. It's the brother of Bill Clinton. He was famous for making these really funny saxophone albums. And uh, anyway, so I remember when I was at the time, Bill Clinton was in his first term of presidency, and he was one of the most wildly popular presidents ever in that first term. This was before all the other stuff happened. So I really wanted to talk to Roger Clinton because I thought, I'm talking to the brother of the acting president of the United States. And I could ask questions. And he knew things about the acting president that nobody else knew. Now, I know that you're not that excited about that story. But you can get the idea of what it's like to meet with someone's brother. Now, earlier this week, I was doing some church work. And as a result, I ended up driving through Skid Row. And at the light, we stopped. And uh, I was there with Carol. It was really fun. She was driving, and she pointed out Skid Row, and she showed me around. And at the light, there was a man who was laying on the ground, but without a pillow. It just struck me that his head was on the cement, on the sidewalk. And this scripture was going through my mind as I was seeing him roll back and forth. He seemed uncomfortable, and I, I almost wondered if he was in pain or... He was suffering some, from some mental issues. But as I looked at him, I remembered the words of Jesus. Just as you did it unto the least of these, and this is the kicker, who are members of my family. I was looking at Jesus' brother. I was seeing Jesus' family member there as I'd always wanted to see in my life. And I had that opportunity. And I kept driving. Then I had an opportunity a couple of days ago when I was outside of a Trader Joe's and there was a woman in a wheelchair. And I decided I wouldn't let this opportunity pass me by. And so I walked up to the woman in the wheelchair and I'd heard that the best way to to have this kind of conversation is to first ask the person's name. So I asked her name. I said, hi, what's your name? Probably would have been more polite to say my name first. I know. So I said, what's your name? She said, Kathy. I said, hi, I'm James. How are you? She said, okay. I said, are you hungry? Is there anything that you, can, that you would like? And she said, I'd like a gallon of milk. And so I said, I, I think I can do that. So I went into Trader Joe's. And as I was going to get the gallon of milk, I saw one of those 
cute little rose bushes that's $2.50. Um, disclaimer, I did buy one for my daughter as well. And, uh, and I got the little rose bush, and then I got a $5 gift card and put it in the little rose bush. Probably the whole thing was $10. And I walked out with the gallon of milk in my hand and the little surprise behind my back. And I gave her the gallon of milk. She was really happy. And I said, now you can close your eyes if you want, but I have a little surprise for you. And so when she closed her eyes, she held her hands out like this. And I showed her this. I said, open your eyes. And she saw this little roses, rose bush. And this old woman, I said to her, you know, every girl deserves some flowers every now and then. And her face lit up. And you'd think that that would be the end of the story, but the rest of my week was transformed as a result of that experience. See, Jesus isn't saying these words to be a big downer in your life, to depress you. He wants you to live a a vital life, a life that is full and transformed, a life that, that changes the world, but also as you have the opportunity to interact with the world and see it changed, you become changed and you realize the power of the gospel. And as as I was writing out this sermon, these words really stood out to me. If we want to get close to Jesus, we will get close to the poor and to those who are in need. To be truly rewired is to recognize that all of us have something we can give to others. Notice that Jesus did not just mention feeding the least of these, feeding the hungry, but he also said, give something to drink. Now, in my mind, building wells in Africa is a great opportunity to give someone something to drink, but maybe there's an old man at a nursing home where you can give him a cup of cold water and put it into his shaky hand. And then he also said, welcome a stranger. He said, for you welcomed me when I was a stranger. Well, we get the opportunity to do that during meet and greet every Sunday. We get the opportunity in five minutes to go out onto that patio and to look around for people who might be strangers to you. They might have been around here a long time and to welcome them. We get an opportunity to live this out the very second that we step onto the courtyard. He also said to give clothes to those who are in need. We're going to have lots of clothing drives around here. And he also said that to visit those who are sick. You know, a lot of times when people get sick in this church, we have meal trains. Did you know that? I've been a recipient of the meal train. It's the best feeling in the world. And I've had an opportunity to give a meal in a meal train. And that's an even better feeling. And then there's this one that I haven't had an opportunity to do. So if anyone wants to go on another drive with me next week, let's try it. To visit those who are in prison. I I have never been a part of a prison ministry. Actually, I, I did visit a prison and had an opportunity to give a message there. But I've never visited someone in prison. And I, I think I'm seeing that Christ is calling us to be that. So we've done the Rewired series. And, and this is really an opportunity, again, for us to think about how we are going to be transformed and how we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to transform us. So we've had four things. Every week we've had a, a different thing that we've encouraged the congregation to do. And I'll post all of the rest of these on Facebook later today on our contemporary worship, SMCC Contemporary Worship Facebook page. But the, the list is this, that we started the first week, we challenged everyone in the congregation to write down three things that they were thankful for from the past 24 hours, okay? The second week, we challenged the congregation to then add to that the writing down in detail of one of those things, or maybe another one. 
that happened. So writing out the details. So my example would be, hey, I had an opportunity to get, get milk, and I saw her smile, and, and I know her name was Kathy, something like that. The third week, last week, Becca challenged the congregation to meditate. Now, this could be prayer or it could be simple meditation. Just take some time out of your day, some space, to allow God to work in that space, to listen to the voice of God, to allow those words of Scripture to rattle around in your mind. And today is the final little piece of the puzzle. And after we do this, I would suggest that you try it. I'm going to try it for the next 21 days, to try all four of these things every single day. And the fourth one is to pay it forward. Every single day to pay it forward. To think about some way that you can praise another person so that you can give to another person. And it might be this simple. Every single day you open up your email and you send an email to somebody just telling them what a wonderful person they are. Telling them how much you love them. How much you care for them. How they really did something amazing in your life. Maybe it's an old mentor. And to do that for 21 days, and scientists tell us that you will actually experience something, something of a rewiring in your life, and that you will become more thankful, more happy, and that you'll develop a heart of gratitude. This is, this is uh, psychologists that have put this together. But they didn't invent this. If you look to Scripture, this is exactly what, what Christians have been practicing for thousands of years. And so in a way, we're dusting off some of those things that, that have been used tried and true year after year after year, and we are putting them to work in our life so that the scripture becomes something that doesn't just sit on the shelf and that we walk away from, but that it becomes something that is alive inside of us and is transforming the world. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we reflect on your goodness and your graciousness and all the abundance that you put into our life, we do have a sense of Regret that we have been holding on to things and that we have refrained from sharing in all the ways that you want us to. Lord, we pray that you would help us to become the people that someday you would want to gather at your right hand. And that you would say these words, come, you who are blessed by my Father in heaven, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That, Lord, you have prepared a kingdom for us to enjoy and experience ever since the creation of the world. It's more than we can even possibly imagine. So, Lord, we pray that as we step out from this room today, we would be a changed and transformed people. And that we would be able to experience Thanksgiving in a new way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.